Hello, and welcome to the Book Marketing Simplified Podcast. I'm Jen Hansen Napala. And I'm Marcus Napala. And in this episode, we're going to answer a really good question that we got from one of your followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It is a little bit technical, but we think it's very important. Allison Carr Wechter, thank you for posing this question. She is a lecturer and writing consultant at the University of Colorado at Boulder. And what she wanted to know is if we have ever talked about copyright issues when it comes to social media content, and that's visuals, music, that sort of thing. And we haven't really covered it directly. We might have alluded to it in a blog post or something like that. Yeah, in a way, but this isn't the first time that we've gotten questions. I've gotten several questions specifically around music and reels. Right. And I think that this question just kind of put the cherry on top of the Sunday. It was like, okay, we need to talk about this. And neither of us is an expert by any means yes. when it comes to legal and copyright issues. We do have friends that are experts in that here in the music industry. We both come from the music industry background, but we wanted to share from our perspective what might be helpful as authors to think of when you are creating posts from other people's content. Yes, and it's definitely something that authors need to be aware of yes. because you need to protect yourself and you need to also realize that this is someone else's intellectual property and there are legal issues that can rise up from that. So we're going to discuss that today. And on top of the legal issues, as authors, as content creators, we want to be responsible members of the online community. So we want to respect other people's content, just like we wouldn't want people to plagiarize our writing. We don't want to take someone else's photograph or graphics or song and use it in a way that does not appropriately credit the person who created it in the first place. Exactly. And I think the first point is that many people assume that if it's online or if you can download it, it's free reign. Right. And this is something that since the dawn of digital music and the internet has been a constant battle because it's intangible. It's not something that you can physically hold on to. Right. So this is something that has been debated for many, many decades. When we just go on to Google or onto Pinterest and download an image that we do not give proper credit to and we use it for our own visuals, that's not right. Right. <laughs> we now have so many resources available like Canva, Adobe Spark, mm-hmm. Unsplash, and other resources that have free-to-use images that are safe and sound, that you have many, many options to use. But when we still just go and Google things, or if we still just go to Pinterest and grab images, that is not a safe, legal, or ethical way to use someone's intellectual property. Absolutely. So the idea is if you are just going online and grabbing anything from any source, including Google, including somebody's website, yes, your iTunes account or anything like that for audio, even video, you can't record a film clip and then use it on YouTube. They will actually shut your account down. Yes, yes. <laughs> and same for Facebook because they have algorithms in place for music and video mm-hmm. that they can detect that stuff very easily. Photographs is still catching up on that. So that's where we see the most infringement. 
The other infringement that I see a lot as a designer is fonts. If you don't oh. have a license to that font, if you don't have a subscription to Adobe Spark, or if you're not using a Google fonts, Google fonts are all free. So all that to say, when you're taking something that somebody else made, a font, a visual, a graphic, you need to make sure you're using it from a source that already includes the appropriate license for you to be able to use it, remix it, and use it commercially. This is the other thing to get into a little bit of the jargon. So what are some of the terms that you hear bounced around? The first one I hear the most is free use. This is the argument that most internet people use for just being able to take whatever they want and use it in whatever way they want. It's still something that is widely controversial and there are lots of opinions on it. So I'll just share my opinion on this. We'll put links to resources so you can do your own research and form your own opinion. But in my experience, free use applies to nonprofit educational, nonprofit educational, not for-profit educational, mm -hmm. and non-commercial use. So as authors, if writing is your business and social media is your marketing platform, this is a commercial use of any creative endeavor. So fair use while you could argue it for certain posts, will not help you if you end up in a court of law being sued by a content creator. So it's better to be safe than sorry. Yes. And to basically stick to the safe outlets like Canva, Adobe Spark, Unsplash. These are sites that you know image-wise mm -hmm. that you are free to use. They have gotten the font clearance. They have the image copyright. They have all of that. So if you use those outlets, don't worry. You're safe there. Yes. And for websites like Unsplash and Pixabay is another one for images. Mm -hmm. Their license agreement with the people who upload photos, they're telling the photographers and graphics people that by uploading to our website, you are allowing people to use your stuff without attribution. So here's another jargon term. Attribution is something that's talked about a lot in the Creative Commons license. And attribution is also something for me ethically as a content creator, I want to attribute when I use somebody else's piece of work to benefit my own business. So that's just a matter of including a link. Yes. And the websites like Unsplash, while you don't have to attribute it, they make it easy for you to as kind of a thank you to the creator. So attribution is something I highly encourage anyone to do. Yes. And another issue that I've received quite a few concerned comments and DMs on centers around music in reels or music in videos yes. and also music on podcasts. And YouTube videos. Yeah. And YouTube videos. With reels, because this is very new and because I see many people from TikTok downloading a video and then uploading it to Instagram. If you don't have reels in your country yet. It is because Instagram has not gotten the copyright or the legalities worked out yet within that country to use certain songs and sounds. Yes. In the music industry, there's a whole division of lawyers and experts who work those contracts out. They are working on getting reels available worldwide. But- 
they do have an algorithm that is searching within Reels the songs. And if you do use an illegally uploaded song, I actually tested this a couple days ago. Okay. I wanted to see what would happen if I did find someone who is using a TikTok song that was not cleared on Instagram. And I came across one, and this is how you can kind of tell. In the bottom right-hand corner, you see kind of like the cover art for the song. Right. If you click on that and it's not the artist's image or it's not the cover art for that particular album, if it's the user's avatar, that usually means that that person uploaded that song themselves. Red flag. Red flag. So I tried to use one of these songs just to see, and I wasn't going to post it, but I tried it. And when I filmed it, the song kept playing, but my screen was blank. Interesting. So Instagram does put some roadblocks in to protect you almost from using these songs and to protect the artists. Is it 100%? No. I don't know about TikTok and their legalities, but I do know that you can upload songs Mm -hmm. freely. And if you were to do that, A, you're kind of playing in hot water there. But if you have, let's say, a friend that's a musician that says, yeah, you can use my song, attributing them. Like you were just talking about saying the song is by, you know, give them their handle and give them the credit. Yeah. The attribution. So there are within Instagram, it's not as black and white, especially within the reels. So what I would say, if there is a song within their catalog, they are fine. They have been cleared. But if you find a reel that you like from someone else and you want to save that song, do a little bit of research. Is that person the creator of that sound? I would just be a little more cautious with that. And I think one of the questions we got earlier was in the context of someone who was creating the video on their computer or on a separate app on their phone and then uploading that instead of filming it or remixing somebody else's video. Yeah. And while you can do that, it is safer to use the music that's available in the app and just film it yourself. It's just safer to do it within the app because then you're covered by the licenses of use of that app instead of uploading a third-party video. Exactly. If it is in the library, you are fine within Instagram. So yes, I would just stick to <laughs> stick to what's in there. For your podcast or videos, if you want to be able to use some creative sound design with music, there are plenty of services. We use Soundstripe. That's where we got our theme song. And we actually have a lot of musician friends here in town because Soundstripe is a Nashville-based company. So we're not friends with the composer of our song, but shout out to Adrian Walther, who composed the music that we use for our theme song for the podcast. Yes. But all that to say, there are various services where you can pay either a one-time fee to use a song, and the licenses vary depending on the artist and the country. So you have to look at the licensing options, whether you can use it on YouTube, whether you have commercial use. And like I said before, I would just treat everything I make as a commercial use, because even if you're just doing some kind of a social commentary, which is one of the arguments that people do for free use, like I'm just commenting on this socially on social media platforms, so I should be able to make it. In my opinion, because the overall purpose 
and intent of your social media platform is for the marketing of your book, even if that post specifically isn't leading to somebody buying your book, in court, you are risking losing the argument about whether or not it is a commercial use or just a commentary use. Yes. And this isn't to scare everyone. Right. This is not for you to be put on red alert anytime you have a song or an image. If you are using this within the context of, okay, these are safe songs to use within Instagram, right. within Canva, all that, you are fine. Yes. And it's for awareness. I think that there are so many issues that authors aren't even aware of within publishing, within images, within music, all that stuff, all of the elements that we use within our marketing and within everything that we do to promote ourselves in our books that aren't talked about. And this is definitely one of those things. It's not the sexiest topic right. <laughs> and you might feel on, you know, like overload with the information, but it is so important to be aware. And that's what we wanted this episode to be about. And we're giving you the solution of using these safe services, which again, we'll link to in the episode notes, the ones that we use and the ones that we know will keep you out of a court of law. And in addition to those services links, we're also going to include links to other legal websites that can kind of give you more information and can tell you exactly how these licenses actually work. So thank you, Allison, for posing such an important question. Yes, it's a tough one. It is. And it's something that is very important for authors to be aware of. And more of us online who are creating content need to be talking about this and mindful of it as we create more and more things for people to consume. So your make it happen moment for this episode is to just be aware and to be mindful of the images and the songs and the visuals that you use. And keep those questions coming in. We want to know what you're wondering, what you're struggling with, and we would love to help address those. And we always love hearing from you. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.